This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joining us right now on the Roman guest line is the man, the myth, the Mark. The Mark Zeno of 92.9 The Game Atlanta. He's joining us on the Roman guest line. Mark, how you doing this evening, sir? Uh, I am doing better than Pete Alonzo did in the first round. Um, <laughs> look, guys, he should have lost. Like, honestly, that yes. was a performance that would have should have eliminated him. Uh, had Acuna had a better showing, you know, 20 home runs. Or let's just give him 23, 24, you know, with the full minute that, that he would have had. Uh, that was just not what I expected from Pete um, in the first round. Now, you let Pete out of the first round, this is probably his tournament to lose. Uh, I'm still excited to most to see Albert Pujols. I got him at plus 290 to beat Schwarber, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to do it. The home run derby is all about stamina. So the old man's only got one good round in him, and if it's coming, <laughs> it's coming in the first round. Mark, that, that's actually a great point. That We've is. been known here talking about old man uh, 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 Pujols all night long, and that is that is true. He's going to give you one solid show, and that's what the great's doing. He has a, he has a, I think he has a lot of power in that gut still, I, I'd assume. Um, before we start talking about some other uh, stuff in the MLB, Mark, I want to ask you this. What are you on right now live in this derby? And maybe any plays for tomorrow in the All-Star game for our listeners out there who are not going to be able to hear from you tomorrow, but they can follow you on Twitter. You can plug that as well. Sure, absolutely. At Marcus Zeno. The one play that I have for tomorrow I'll get to in a minute. I mean, look, I had Corey Seager um, to win the whole thing at plus 950. Now, he had a very good first round. Unfortunately, he went up against Julio Rodriguez, who had an amazing first round, mm-hmm. right? Like, if Seager's paired against anybody else, he's moving on in this tournament so far with the 24 bombs that he had. How many was it? 24? Yeah, somewhere yep. in that range. 28, whatever it was. Uh, just not enough to go beat uh, Julio Rodriguez. So, again, I had Albert Pujols in the first round, uh, and I actually had Acuna to beat Alonzo just because I felt like Alonzo, with all the pressure on him to win three in a row, the first round for him was going to be the toughest. Uh, Acuna just didn't have the showing that that uh, that I wanted him to. So I'm over two so far with Abel Pujols looking to save my night. Yeah, Mark, can't wait for the second-round matchup between Julio Rodriguez and Pete Alonso. That'll be a fun one. Talking with you just about baseball in general, um, the NL Central is an interesting race. Quentin and I just previewed this division. The Brewers are only a half game up on the Cardinals. But Milwaukee's a minus 225 on the money line, while St. Louis is a plus 160. Do you agree with Vegas that the Brewers should be this heavily favored, or are you back in St. Louis at the plus money to come back and win this division? Uh, I'm back in the Brewers. Hold on. Let me just get back to the play for tomorrow night real quick. Yeah. I forgot to mention that. Uh, going no run first inning tomorrow night. Shane McClanahan on the mound for the AL. No run first inning is where we'll go. I just got to double check and see how much juice we're going to be laying here, but uh, that's going to be my play tomorrow night, given the starters. Uh, Even though you're going to have Aaron Judge getting up in the first inning and you're probably going to have Nolan Arenado getting up in the first inning, like the no run first inning prop tomorrow night. As far as the Brewers are concerned, I like them better because of their pitching. Look, the Cardinals went through a stretch where their offense just fell apart. And and remember, that was when they faced the Braves – right after that 14-game win streak that they had, that they got snapped. And uh, you could see that the, the Braves pitching was just able to shut down a lineup that uh, 
that went cold, and that's the dangerous part of it. I think you're going to see a lot of lineups come out sluggish in the second half that were really good in the first half. I expect the Yankees to have some regression in the first half. I think the Astros actually overtake the Yankees for the top seed in the AL because I think you'll see some regression in the second half from some of these lineups that got out to a hot start, but the Astros have the pitching. And that's really, you know, what's what's going to separate teams in the first half and in the second half. Teams with better pitching that are going to get better pitching are going to end up with better results in the second half of the year. Mark, um, let's keep it rolling here. Let's talk about the AL Central, another one that's still pretty juicy. you got a three-team race right there at the top between the Twins, Guardians, and the White Sox. White Sox, one of the most frustrating teams, at least for us personally here on the show, uh, to watch because you see how much talent they have but somehow, some way, they kind of find ways to lose games. Now, of course, before the All-Star break, they went in on a little bit of a heater. The Twins limped into the All-Star break, and the Guardians are, hey, they're young, and they're holding their water right there at the second uh, slot in the AL Central. What do you think about this division, and how would you bet it going forward? Do we bank on the White Sox finally putting it all together and jumping to the top, or you may be banking on the Twins to stay on top even you know, through their struggles that they're currently displaying? I've been saying this for the better part of since mid-May, that as soon as the White Sox became plus money uh, to win that division, that was the only bet to make. Look, you have to go back to what the opening odds for this division were. The White Sox, I think, were minus 275 um, at the beginning of the year to win this division. They were that much of a favorite over everybody else. So you've lost all the value on the Guardians, who were like plus 1,400, and the Twins were like plus 1,100, because now you're only sitting at plus 165, plus 135, whatever it is. Um, and the White Sox are back at 500, still plus money to win this division. They have the best team. They have the best roster. Remember, guys, that, pro- that bet is only about winning the division. So you can do that with 87 wins. You can do that with 89 wins. You don't mm-hmm. have to win 105 games to win that bet. They only have to be one game better than the other team in that division, and they are good enough to do that. I think they put it together finally. I think they start to figure it out. Um, the, the offense, really, for the, for the White Sox has been sluggish. Um, and, and while I talk about offenses slowing down, that may be an offense that, that can turn it around. But nonetheless, it's still the best team and the best roster, and I wouldn't bet against them just based off of the value that I'm going to get at plus money for a team that was such a heavy favorite at that point in time. There's no other way for me to bet that division other than the White Sox at plus money. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, that's what we're saying. We agree with you on Chicago. Mark, which team in playoff contention right now, whether they're currently in the playoffs or they're maybe two and a half, three, four games back, do you kind of see fading in the second half of the season? Well, I mentioned the Yankees. They're not going to fade enough to fall out of first place unless something catastrophic happens. So, you know, I think there will be a little bit of regression, but I don't think they'll lose the division. Um, For me, I think – that when you look at what else is out there, um, some of these other divisions are pretty wrapped up. I mean, let's see what the Mets do. Let's see if they are prone to the collapse that we believe that they are, that we've talked about what that they are for so long, uh, if they can hold on or the Braves will overtake them. I think that's really the only other division that's up for grabs. I mean, it would take something phenomenal for the Dodgers to blow that lead. Uh, I mean, the Giants were a team that won 100 games last year. I took their season over win total uh, before the season started just because there were so many people expecting that team to just fall off 
after playing above their heads last year. But I still think the Dodgers, I'm mean, sorry, the Giants rather, are close to a 90-win team, uh, and they're on pace for that. So as long as their pitching holds up for San Francisco, they should be good enough to do that. But they won't be good enough to overtake the division. The only real question left is the NL East. Uh, well, hey, you walked us right into it, uh, Mark. The NL East, the Mets, minus 165 favorites to win it all. The Braves, plus 135. And then you have the Phillies after them, 25-1. to 1. Marlins looking like, what, 20,000 plus 20. Dang, they're a, a really high number. So let's talk Mets, Braves, Phillies. Uh, those three teams, a lot of zeros on the board. And I'm just not math school this morning. Uh, what what do you see playing out in the NL East? And I'll, I'll let you know that you don't have to talk about the Nationals coming back and winning the NL East because that's my team. You don't have to say that this time. Okay, well, let's just talk about the Nationals winning the NL East. No, there you go. We talked about it. Um, so now that that's over with, let's get to the teams that actually have the shot. Uh, look, I mean, honestly, for the Mets, it's all about DeGrom. Like, if DeGrom comes back and he's healthy and he's effective like we expect him to be, the Mets should not get caught. As they are currently constructed without him, they're catchable. Right? You get Scherzer still going, who's, who's going to be amazing. And you've got a very, very good pitching staff. Uh, and a lineup that scores runs but doesn't necessarily hit the ball out of the ballpark all that much other than Alonzo. So it's all up to what the Mets pitching can do. If they get DeGrom back and he's healthy, nobody should catch them. They shouldn't fall apart because two out of every five days, at a minimum one out of every five days, you're going to win a ball game. There's just not enough there for them to lose. Now, it, could they go into a slump and, and – you know, uh, have a bad go around of things, maybe, but I, I don't, just don't think it's possible. I think they have two professional team, and moreover, I think they have the best manager in the NL East and Buck Showalter. And that's no disrespect to Brian Snicker, who's got a World Series ring, but Showalter is not the kind of manager who's going to blow a lead. Um, he's done this too many times. I'm not saying they're going to have to win the World Series, but, you know, it's just he coaches them too well, and they do too many things too well for him to allow that team to lose that lead. So I, I have to wait until I really see what we expect from DeGrom before I can place a bet on the Mets. And, and I don't know if the Braves are going to have enough pitching all the way through uh, in a consistency level. I mean, obviously, Freed is there, but Morton and, and, uh, and Anderson have struggled. Uh, and Spencer Strider is a rookie, and although he's amazing and he throws gas and he's hit almost every K-prop that he's had since he's become a starter, you still get bombed like he did uh, on Sunday against the Nationals. I mean, you know, you can still hit the ball out of the ballpark if a guy who goes 100 miles an hour. Stick the bat out, the ball will go 350 feet. It's, it's not a, a – uh, it's, it's physics and math, folks. It, it's not rocket science. So, um, which I think physics and math are actually part of rocket science. So maybe it is rocket science. <laughs> you need but the foundations. You need the foundations. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's the beginning of it. So, nonetheless, I, I just – I don't know I can make a bet on that division yet until I see kind of what the first week holds and when DeGrom is scheduled to get back and start pitching again. Now, Mark, real quick, Juan Soto just beat Jose Ramirez 18-17 to advance in the second round. What do you make of Soto? I mean, what's going to happen to him? Do you think he gets traded? Do you think he will re-sign with the Nationals? Does he play out his contract and sign as a free agent in a couple of years? What does your gut tell you what he does? Uh, the people I've talked to say the one thing that Juan Soto and his camp want is a contract that starts with a five zero zero, then a comma, then three zeros, then another comma, then another three zeros. <laughs> So, in short, he wants, a, he wants a $500 million contract. He wants a half a billion dollar contract. I, I don't know. And, look, he's willing to give a discount overall um, based off of the years. But do you want to sign a player for 15 years? I'm not. Look, I, I, I went through that. Period. I saw that period in the NHL and then saw every single organization regret it. There's just too much that can go wrong in 15 years. Now, do you structure it with an opt-out for the team and things of that nature? Possibly. But they want that $500 million deal. Here's the rub. Because you're going to ask a team to give up 
the entire organization. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to give up major league players and all their prospects to get this guy in a trade. And then, oh, by the way, sign into a $500 million deal. So you can count maybe on JPP's right hand how many teams <laughs> that you can actually get to do that. Uh, and that's not a lot. It's not, Mark. <laughs> it's it's not, Mark. You know what? Albert Pujols is at bat, so we're gonna let you go, so you can so you can watch your guy Pujols hit some dingers, Mark. Uh, thank you so much for joining the show. We'll we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> no problem. I hope everybody got that reference. <laughs> yes, yes, we got it. We got it. That oh was, my goodness, that's our guy, Mark Zeno. I love Mark. He's man. got some great references. Man, he's, he's quick good. With it. Man, he's from ninety two nine. The game, Atlanta. Every time he comes on, you know it's gonna be electric. He says, "Man, as many uh, teams as." My guy, JPPS Fingers, can afford it. Oh. Mr. Juan Soto. Hey, man. Hey, he didn't, he's not the one who blew off JPP's fingers. So, hey, let's talk about it.